and welcome back to episode two of the A Lust for Sober Life podcast with Eugene Leonard. Or you can call me Mr. Turpod. Mr. Turpod means Mobile Rehab Podcast Therapy. It is a multifaceted concept which aims to harness and combine the therapeutic powers of walking and podcasting to provide a form of complementary therapy to be used alongside psychotherapy for people in recovery from addiction or living with mental health issues. Please take a look at my MrTurpod.com website for more information. I will use this podcast to record the articles, the addiction recovery or mental health articles that I publish on my website. Naturally for all the episodes, as I say, I will add a few extra amusing musings and observations to each and every episode. My suggestion to you, get your shoes on, get your trainers on, get outside for a walk, get some fresh air and some podcast therapy or Terrapod. I really hope you enjoy today's show. Please remember to subscribe, to like, to share, to talk to your friends about it. The podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, every other podcast platform in the world probably I have no idea <laughs> anyway please visit my mrturpod.com website to re- read all my latest addiction recovery or mental health articles in the show notes today I've also put a link to some excellent mental health professionals at Hope Rehab Thailand uh, where I was last summer and I have used since leaving there please take a look at them they are absolutely brilliant And remember, always remember, (laughs) with Mr. Turpod, you are not alone. On today's episode, I'm going to read to you an article I recently published entitled, Cocaine May Have Saved My Life. The article was inspired by words heard from a friend of mine, Sean, who was also on Hope Rehab Thailand at the same time as me. I hope you enjoy today's show. Cocaine may have saved my life. I know this is going to sound strange but cocaine may have saved my life. The evening before I left Hope Rehab Thailand, I heard those words uttered by a friend. My ears, mind and every part of my body instantaneously ignited. It almost felt as if through his very words, he had just injected an invisible line of the drug directly into my consciousness. I was intrigued by this provocative statement and listened intently. After my friend fully explained what he meant, I actually found myself agreeing with him and started wondering, had cocaine inadvertently also saved my life too? Let me explain my thinking using a boxing analogy. Now, The cast of this story include George Foreman. George is in the red shorts. George is representing alcohol. Muhammad Ali, the famous Muhammad Ali. 
He is representing Cocaine. He'll be wearing the white shorts. Now, the Rumble in the Jungle was a historic boxing event in Kinshasa, Zaire, now known as the Democratic Republic of the Congo. It took place on October the 30th, 1974. It pitted the undefeated world heavyweight champion at the time, George Foreman, against challenger Muhammad Ali, who was the former heavyweight champion at the time. It is widely considered as one of the greatest sporting events of the 20th century, with an estimated 1 billion television viewers worldwide. That's a lot, folks. <laughs> For those of you who have no idea about the fight, Foreman started as heavy favourite. He looked certain for victory. For seven rounds, he absolutely pummeled Ali. He beat him up pretty solidly, honestly, if, you, if you've watched the fight. However, things took a turn for the worst for Foreman in the eighth round. He succumbed to fatigue. And after a quick flurry of punches by Ali, he was knocked to the canvas stripping him of his crown and his previous air on, of invincibility. Foreman was knocked out. It was a stunning, unexpected victory for Ali, who had verbally taunted Foreman throughout the fight, actually. Now, for my story, I will say, alcohol beat me black and blue throughout my life. But it was cocaine that delivered the knockout punch. My lifestyle was the epitome of unsustainable living. I have often used this boxing analogy to describe my addiction. Addictions, <laughs> like I might add. The simplest way to put it is that alcohol and gambling beat me black and blue for seven rounds of my life. Yet time and time again, like many people, I would always come back up, go back for more alcohol-induced punishment. No matter how progress progressively bad life had become, it was only really when cocaine came along that life quickly spiraled out of control very, very fast. It delivered the knockout punch in the eighth round just like Ali did to Foreman in Zaire. I often ask myself, would I have made it to rehab to deal with an alcohol and gambling problem? I simply don't know, to be honest with you. I would like to think so, but cocaine made the decision for me. Control was relinquished. So I understood fully my friends provocative statement, cocaine had saved my life. Now, George Foreman, he represents the alcoholic in my life. I went to war with the world every day, just like he went to war with Ali in the rumble in the jungle. Every second of every round of my life had become a constant battle for survival. You know, I was only too willing to engage in a duel with the biggest and the best of them. However, in the process, I was taking many, many hits, both real and imaginary. 
And I often actually didn't know the difference between either. Like Foreman, those hits, those punches, they were slowly wearing me down, both physically and mentally. I didn't know it at the time. Eventually, through sheer exhaustion, I surrendered unconditionally. I just threw in the towel, guys. I had to. I had to admit complete and absolute defeat. Thereby, actually, achieving the ultimate and highest victory possible, which is freedom. Now, I didn't know that at the time. That came later. With much soul searching and, of course, the help, the care, the support of the wonderful staff at Hope Rehab in Thailand. Like Foreman, I thought I was winning in life. Just like all alcoholics and addicts delude themselves into believing throughout their lives. Ali verbally taunted Foreman throughout the first seven rounds of the fight. I felt the universe, as well as my incessant negative internal chatter, was constantly taunting me and laughing at me as I stumbled from one alcohol or drug fuel disaster to another. The addict, alcoholic in me, developed a siege mentality. As a result, it felt like the whole world was out to get me and that I was always destined to lose. It weighed really heavily on my mind. It was mentally exhausting. I wonder, did Ali's taunts get inside Foreman's mind? Did he start to experience similar negative thoughts as a result of them? By the eighth round, Foreman may also have been drawn into a false sense of security and delusion. He probably hadn't reckoned that Ali was as cunning, powerful, baffling, and patient as he turned out to be. In the blink of an eye, amid a quick flurry of punches, Foreman was on the canvas. The fight was over. Ali's cocaine-esque blitz finally floored the previously undefeated fighter. It must have come as a huge shock to Foreman to suddenly realize he was not invincible. He was on the ground, defeated, and there was absolutely nothing he could do but hold his hands up and humbly admit it. Most alcoholics or addicts in recovery know how this very feeling of complete surrender is hugely significant and may be absolutely vital for recovery. In the end, it's very possible that Foreman was lucky. He was brought to his knees by Ali in the eighth round before possible, maybe even serious life-threatening damage was inflicted in later rounds as he tired even further. Who knows? 
At the time, the defeat must have caused serious hurt to his pride, to his ego. But as Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction insightfully declares, pride only hurts, it never helps. Cocaine floored me in the eighth round of my life. If it had not, I doubt I'd be around today to tell the tale. The descent had been alarmingly fast and equally terrifying. My pride had to be completely smashed before I could make any meaningful progress in life. Brett Walker, addiction therapist and sober coach at Hope Rehab in Thailand, helped me see that more than anyone. I renamed him Marcellus Wallace in honour of his achievement. Good work, Brett. Like Foreman, I admitted defeat, which wasn't an easy thing to do by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it was an act of bravery. I, at one stage, would have considered completely beyond me. Our complete surrender meant we both lived to enjoy many more days. Foreman, you know, had a very successful life after this fight. I actually even bought one of his grills there a couple of years back. Good work, George. They're fantastic. Now, had George continued battling on to the 12th, he probably would have been dead years ago. Had I not admitted complete and utter defeat in July 2019, I'd also have been dead by now. Of that, I have no doubt. The catchy headline, cocaine may have saved my life, does not mean I am advocating following my path, thinking it will save you too. It won't. I was lucky. Very, very lucky. Cocaine may have finally brought me to my knees, yet thankfully for me, it delivered me straight into the excellent care of Hope Rehab in Thailand where my recovery began on July the 9th, 2019. I'm very grateful to all the staff there for their help before, during and after my time there. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. That's from Lao Tzu. Now, a question I will ask you today, why wait for that knockout punch to take action? A life in active addiction is a living hell. Whether you care to acknowledge it or not, every day represents a fight for survival. You never know when that fatal knockout punch is going to land. It will. It is in the post for us all. While it is true that no one here gets out alive, how you choose to spend your days is well within your control. The level of pain and suffering you have to endure each day can be greatly reduced by seeking help. With COVID-19, there are so many online meetings for AA, NA, Recovery Dharma, Gamblers Anonymous, and every other addiction out there. Help and support is readily available. I actually started my own recovery dharma meeting in Vietnam just yesterday, details of which are on my mrterpod.com 
uh, website. Please join me for it next Saturday. Now, I love this quote by Norman Cousins. The tragedy of life is not death, but what we let die inside us while we live. Another question to ask yourself. Do you wish to continue on the same tragic journey through life in silent pain with no meaning or purpose? This was exactly how my life was panning out because of alcohol, gambling and drugs. These substances and activities were bringing a slow internal de death to my life, devoid of love, joy and happiness. In their place, self-loathing, apathy and a deep sense of distrust and of the world and hatred of everyone around me. These thoughts had polluted my mind, turning every thought dark. Through all the dark days, the wild nights, the anxiety-laced mornings, the arguments, depression, regrets, fear, guilt, anger, hurt caused, bitterness and recrimination. One thing that kept me going though was a steely belief and determination within myself that change was possible. I never give up hope that I could one day arrest the malady that I believe had enveloped and warped my mind. I am happy to have discovered that in this long, painful fight, defeat ultimately brought victory. One thing I have found in the last 13 months is how authenticity and being yourself is not an easy choice, as people can be very uncomfortable with any change that challenges the status quo and the norms. I will write about this and podcast about this in greater detail in another article and show. But I wanted to share with you this quote by E.E. E. Cummings, which is pretty profound. He said, to be, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody but yourself means to fight the hardest battle any human being can fight and never stop fighting. Compared to all the previous fights I have been through, this one, this one is a walk in the park. I am very happy to report that it is a very enjoyable journey of self-discovery for me, filled with an internal peace and serenity that in my wildest dreams I never believed possible. In The Alchemist, Paolo Coelho, I can't pronounce this guy's name, so I'm just going to call him Cool Paul. In The Alchemist, the author, Cool Paul, beautifully wrote, to realize one's dream, no, to realize one's destiny is a person's only obligation. You too can overcome your demons and enjoy peace, love and joy. Don't ever, ever give up. Don't throw in the towel. You are not alone.
Well, I really hope that you enjoyed, <laughs> if at all possible, the cocaine may have saved my life story. It's pretty powerful. Before we go today, I would just like to remind you that you are not alone. If you are affected by today's story in any way, or if you have any problems with alcohol, drugs, gambling, or any other addiction, or are struggling in general with your mental health, I really suggest you please seek help today. Do not suffer in silence. There is so much support available nowadays. There are meetings around the clock for AA, NA, Gamblers Anonymous, Recovery Dharma. In the show notes, I will put a link to some excellent mental health and addiction counsellors at Hope Rehab that I have personally used and I highly recommend. As I say, you are not alone. Do not suffer in silence. Reach out to somebody. Share how you are feeling. Be it with a family member, a friend, a loved one. Please remember, with Mr. Terpod, you are not alone. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. Music on today's show was provided by a friend of mine, actually, uh, Mark Smith, who I was in rehab with. I will leave you with Cases from MSP and Mark Smith. Enjoy. Like Bill